Hello and welcome to the Entrepreneurial Journey podcast brought to you by Tricress. We are on a mission to make it happen for every ambitious SME on the planet and we're doing that by delivering you fantastic tried and tested business coaching and consulting through our app called Fuel My Business. We're also doing that through a network of talented and highly experienced Tricrest partners who are on the ground business coaches and consultants. But for today, you're going to hear from real life entrepreneurs and business owners who are on all kinds of journeys, the beginning, the middle and the end. We want you to learn from this and know that you are not alone. Enjoy. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Entrepreneurial Journey podcast. Today, I have Stephen J. Innes with me, who, when I just asked him about his job title, he went, mm. one of them. So um, I'm going to leave Stephen to introduce himself and his businesses. Hello, Stephen. How are you? Hi, Rebecca. Thanks for uh, getting me on today. Look forward to the chat. So... How would I introduce myself? Well, I'm probably at the ripe old age of 53, unemployable and have been for a long time, um, been self-employed now since the age of 30. Wow. So, um, you know, just have to wear whatever hat you need to wear in your day-to-day business and what I do. So uh, that's, uh, I don't know what title I would be, so. <laughs> um, and you mentioned you've got three businesses. What are they? Yeah, so I got my... Um, I have a career as an after-dinner speaker, compare, host. So that's a business now. Um, obviously, the last year has been very quiet, but so that's something is is very. I always call my my play business because it's just something I I do and I, I love doing it. And to get paid professionally for it is is phenomenal. And I never set that out to be the case, you know. And I still I'm sometimes standing on stage pinching myself, thinking, wait a minute, I'm getting to do this. And I'm getting paid to do it, you know. So, um, and then my my daytime business that I, I have got is a company called Healthy Business, Healthy You. So, two sides of the business there. The healthy business is all about helping businesses, um, predominantly in the hospitality, but we've branched out a little bit more, get the best deal for their merchant services, their uh, EPOS till systems, uh, business utilities, all the stuff that they get sometimes bamboozled with. Um, and so that's something I've done for about 12 years. And then the Healthy You, uh, after a health scare about five years ago, I had to make some serious changes in my lifestyle. I was typical business owner, running ragged, busy, busy, not looking after myself. And then on stage, actually, I had a scare in front of 450 people. Thought I was having a heart attack, but really I was two and a half stone heavier than what I should be. Out of shape, out of condition. And to be brutally honest, I was done. I was running on empty. Mm-hmm. And I had been told about a company called Synergy Worldwide. And I had them sort of pigeonholed as just another one of these supplement companies. But something told me I needed to look at it. And I ended up going out to see them in Barcelona about 
four weeks later after my scare. Well, on the products, loved what I heard out there, no hype, no razzmatazz, and had the, the brainstorming idea in Barcelona to add supplements to merchant services. Ah, wonderful. Amazing. Okay, so let, let's rewind because yeah. I, I want to find out what led up to that scare because this is really interesting. We have all kinds of entrepreneurs and business owners who listen to this podcast and the audience is growing, which is fantastic. Um, and um, some of them may just be starting out, but some of them may be in their 50s, like you and I, who've kind of seen those signs. At 30, what was the first business that you had? And what, what was the thing, the trigger, if you like, that got you to self-employment? Well, I'd been, I, when I left, left school, I didn't really have any idea what I wanted to do. Um, I was a, I'd been bullied at school. I had a weight issues at school, um, but I had quite an outgoing personality, but it was almost like two sides to me. There was the, you know, a Stephen's fine sort of personality. And then actually behind the scenes, I wasn't that totally, totally happy, but I didn't know what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. I start, my, my parents had, my dad had a farm, my mum had two, a fruit and veg shops, flower shops. So I was working there. My dad and I kind of spark two were too similar. So there was no chance of me following. A, I didn't want to be a farmer. Um, and, you know, the thought of working in the shop. I did actually quite fancy helping to grow the shops. And, and but that, my dad was just not for that. So I started working with a packaging company that they actually were a customer. My mum was actually a customer of them. And for the next five or six years, I just bumbled along. You know, um, always had the aspiration of becoming, a, you know, doing something for myself, but I had no real idea. No, bless you. I had no real clue and no Thank real you. idea uh, about doing anything. And then I was introduced to uh, a network marketing company called Euphony and it was telecoms. And I started with them and that went really well. And I was doing it part time alongside my, my job I was this by this time I was uh, sales I, I was out in the road I was a salesman company car and life was pretty good it was uh, but you know what I wasn't tested I wasn't uh, but I actually probably thought well I didn't probably I did think I'd arrived right you know I thought money was flowing in nice you know and I wasn't having to work particularly hard and I thought oh I've sorted it I've you know I'm done and dusted um, and then, you know, I, I had still had no plan on where I was going and what I was doing. Um, then about 26, 27, started realizing that Euphony, the telecoms market was going to be changing and landline, fixed landline wasn't going to be the future. Um, and again, I had piled the weight on and, you know, and I always, I could always lose weight, but I would always you know, a uh, pop it back on again. And when you yo your diet, you, you use, you lose it and then you pop it back on and it jumps up again. So, um, so one of the, the, the top guys, uh, who has been my mentor for that length of time till uh, he actually passed away this last year, mm -hmm. a guy called Bert Dukes and Bert had, uh, was one of the top, uh, earners with Euphony. And I hated Bert when I met him because, oh. uh, and he, cause he just poked, poked me to the extent of told me all the things, the, 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 the honest truths that I needed to start following and doing. Right. And 
you know, the, the proud, or oh, I know better, you know, in your early 20s, mid 20s, you think you know that, you think you've you've rocked it, you know, and you're nodding, so you, you agree. Yeah, yeah. Um, five, I thought that's it, I've learned everything now, I don't need to know anything else. I, <laughs> and you think, yeah, I know the lot, you know, and um, so got to the stage of, uh, I was really just unhappy with doing what I was doing. And I'd been promised a couple of things with the company I was working with. So at the age of uh, 29, I uh, handed in my notice and I went to Euphony full time. Um, but instead of really working it, I kind of had a nice build, you know, residual income built in. And I actually sat, uh, I used to sit at the gym at the Ardo House Hotel in Aberdeen and, you know, sit and drink coffees and think I was building a business. And I wasn't really, you know, so around about that time, Bert, then Bert set up a, a company called Best of Health. So that was a franchise. So I bought the franchise with a couple of other people and because A, I needed to get myself sorted. And on our very first meeting, there was a big franchise group meeting in Leeds. Uh, we were all asked for the, each franchisee. So I pulled a couple of other guys in and everybody was asked in the room and we were one of the last ones to be asked, what's your plan and what's your goals? And I stood up and, and I said, we will be the number one franchise uh, in, in the UK. My two business partners are right. under the table with their hand in their head in their hands going, oh, you're setting us up for a fall. And I'm like, no, if we're going to do something, you know, we've got to do it properly and, and you know, got to set yourself targets. So, because uh, by this time, Bert had kind of really taken me under his wing and had kind of, you know, I'd started reading a lot of really good books and, you know, uh, reading a lot of stuff on Andrew Carnegie and, you know, just Think and Grow Rich and all this sort of books and start to think, you know, there is a better life out there. So, and very much it was, it was quite difficult because I live in a small town called Stonehaven, just south of Aberdeen. And people like you as you are, they don't like you growing. They don't like you being somewhat different, you know, and it's no, I don't believe it's any different to anywhere else. So it's I would start, you know, I, I would start going away to meetings on a Thursday night and they'd be going, why not went to pub? Oh, I'm going to wait. Oh, you're away to one of those cult meetings, you know? Yeah, and I would go to meetings and I would, you know, it was personal development and there was all that sort of stuff. And I was loving all that. So surprise, surprise, 18 months later, um, we're back in Leeds for another conference and we had been the number one franchisee for prop A uh, for... 14 out of the 16 months. Brilliant. Uh, Brilliant. I'd, got, I'd got rid of both business partners by that stage. Um, yeah. And, you know, and then I got the opportunity of going to um, buying a European franchise. So I uh, bought Italy, had never been to Italy, but I bought the country for, uh, bought the country uh, license for Italy. And for the next three years, split my time between Italy and the Netherlands where they had the European head office. Um, Very good. Walked away from my franchise in the UK, sold it to the to a couple other partners. And then whilst out in Italy, uh, we found out that our financial director had been stealing from us the whole time. Oh no. Yeah. Oh no, that's terrible. That's your worst nightmare. Yeah, the most I, trusted person in the business is the finance person to find out they're stealing. That's horrendous. Yeah, and he always, 
yeah, I mean, he was he was always one of these boys that would flash his black Amex and, you know, he had been at one stage very successful and then he he just frittered it all away. And but he was have you know he would he would literally come into the house just now, and go Stephen hi great to see you you know just just a complete megalomaniac. Oh and no. I remember at the time, so I came back to came back to Aberdeen uh, and I had gone out you know being number one franchisee, business development director, but my gut feeling was no. It's not right. I need to go, and I just literally, I jumped in the car from the Holland office from the in the Hague, and came back to the UK, and for about three or four months, stewed in my, you know, I, but I, you know, I was quite, a, you know, quite a proud person, and didn't want to say to anybody, look, I've been, I've been stitched up, and you know, so. Um, so yeah, it was a tough, tough time, but you know what, when I look at it now, it's the best thing that's ever happened to me. Um, you know, and it's a, le- a lesson that you, you wouldn't want anybody to go through, but anybody you speak to who have been successful, they've been through, through that or they've been through something similar. Absolutely. Every single time. And they all say the same, Stephen, is that at the time, it's the end of the world. It's the worst <laughs> thing that could possibly happen. But with hindsight, everybody says it's the best thing that could have happened. Yeah, definitely. So for anybody who's in the middle of something like that, and I had a business stolen off me from a very trusted business partner um, and supplier and all kinds of things. And at the time, it's, it's the worst thing. It's the biggest kick in the teeth that you could possibly have. But you look back and you think, no, I'm kind of glad I went through that because it's made me older, wiser, and just still, I still trust people, definitely. Yeah. Because uh, I think you have to. It's very difficult to run a business unless you trust people. Um, but you just a little bit more, I don't know, you, I think you just ask a few more questions, maybe. My, my biggest lesson is I, I didn't listen to my gut and now I listen to my 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 gut. If my gut says yeah, I go with it. If it says no, I genuinely don't. Yeah. Um, and it's it's okay saying that later in life, but you're never too old to start again. Yeah. Um, and it's getting that. You know, I wasn't an academic. Um, didn't particularly enjoy school. And my form teacher actually said to my mother as I left school, and he didn't say it to me, but he said, uh, it's a pity there's no O-levels for personality. (laughs) Um, And he says, I don't know what Stephen will end up doing. You know, now it worries me that how many children are leaving school and are of a similar makeup to me and are not getting that, And uh, you know, I was so fortunate that uh, in my life I met Bert. Yeah. And then I've then been, been opened up to so many other people like him where for me it just feels that's I'm at home that's where I'm meant to be yeah I think as if there's anybody listening to this who is in employment or who's seeking an who's seeking employment who feels like they constantly have to squash themselves into conforming to something that doesn't feel like them it's time to go out on your own isn't it absolutely and you know what I would always say to somebody, go and do it, mm-hmm. because 
worst case scenario, you can always go back and get a job. You can. But yeah. you don't ever want to get to that stage and go, do you know what? I didn't give that a go. Yeah, totally. Um, no regrets. Always look forward. I mean, there's a, a, a friend of mine, a school friend of mine, who uh, about a year ago, um, he was doing a, a job, uh, working part time on his own little business and working with a company, been with a company for about 19 years. And, and I bumped into him and I don't see him a lot. And I said to him, I says, why are you not working for yourself? And he went, I don't know if there's enough business. <gasps> And I just burst it laughing. I went, seriously? And he went, so I went, you know, he kind of looked at me and I ended up on a chat for him for 15 minutes. And then about two days later, he messaged me and he says, sod it, I'm going to go and do it. Good. He's now got three guys working for him. He's out the door with business, Good. you know, and now I might have been that final little push that he needed. But, you know, and he's he's 50, he's 53, same as me. Right. You know, uh, and I said to him, it's never too late because he said, oh, I don't know if I'm too old to get started. And I went, oh, you're never, never too late. Never too late. Was it the guy who started um, uh, KFC? Wasn't he in his late 50s, early 60s? He was in his 70s. He was in his 70s. Oh, yes. my God. Oh, my God. Yeah. I hadn't realised that. No, it's, ne yeah. it's never too late to start. Never too late. Uh, Warren Buffett says, you know, 20 years ago was the best time to plant uh, an acorn for an oak tree but if you didn't do it 20 years ago today is the next best time absolutely yes and he's absolutely right he's absolutely right okay so I love that I, and I think entrepreneurship businesses are full of people who feel like they don't fit in to, yeah. the, to the norm and I'm putting norm in inverted commas here um okay good so you, let's roll forward you've got yep. some great business experience you've got european business experience you've got the you've got the a catastrophic disastrous moment under your belt you're picking yourself back up what what led up to that moment that scare that you describe on stage what was the build up to that well i i had a after the, the the health franchise, I I still had a belief of supplements and and doing something with that, and I just felt and I always felt that we with the best of health we were very close to being um, um, a market leader, and because our message was very spot for me, it was very spot on, getting okay. people healthier, people looking after themselves. So I came back to Aberdeen and opened up a small unit uh, in in Aberdeen and promoting uh, health supplements. And I then realized I needed a credit card machine. Now I had a bank next door, so I thought there'd be no easier thing than going next door to the bank and saying, look, I need a credit card machine. And, and this guy came through with a nylon suit, bad shoes, never trust anybody with, with bad shoes, no slip on as well. So true. So, uh, and he came in and he, he walked right up to the counter, past all the displays and said to me, uh, I believe you're needing a credit card machine. And I was like, yep. Yeah. And he went, what do you do? No. And I was like, you are next door to me. Uh, I asked for this appointment a week ago. You haven't even looked in the window or mm. done any homework. I said, so, sorry, away you go. Yeah. So I started looking online, got in touch with a company down south, ordered a machine, got speaking to the managing director. And then she said to me, look, we don't have any coverage in Scotland. Uh, would you be kind enough to do a couple of appointments for me so at that stage I had I was uh, selling supplements in a lot of salons I was supplying hairdressing scissors in salons mm 
importing stuff from Chile, from uh, uh, Far East, Japan. And uh, so I was out seeing people anyway. So the shop was kind of, it was about a three or four day a week shop. It wasn't a, you know, Monday to Friday type of thing. Okay. A lot of appointments, people would come in in the evenings, would do presentations at night and stuff like that. And um, so I ended up going out to see a couple of customers and realised very quickly that people liked the actual hands-on approach of coming to see people face-to-face. Mm-hmm. So I then ended up doing the, the merchant services and then started building a team with that and thought, okay. And that went, that worked really, really well. And I still do that to this day. Um, about two years ago, they, no, sorry, three years ago, they brought in a, a, a new sales director. As soon as I met him, 1970s double glazing salesman, megalomaniac, horrible guy. Uh, and he actually came up to see me in, in, in Aberdeen and he went, came into one of the cafes that I kind of used to sit in the, the window and that was my roost, you know, and I'd have my coffee and meet everybody. And he went, you, you know, so many people. I went, yeah. And I said, and they're all kind of pleased to see me. Hey, hi, how you doing, Steve? That's how I do my business. Yeah. You know, and I said, it's all about trust. It's all about honesty and integrity. So I knew then I needed to leave, uh, needed to move providers because he was, you know, not a good egg and he's since been binned by the company, but I left him because I gave, didn't give him an ultimatum. I just said, I can't work with him. And I remember he, he, he bawled down the phone to me one day shouting uh, that I remember I'm your boss. And I very quickly respond, responded to him. I shave my boss most mornings, so we'll leave it there. So he didn't uh, he didn't particularly like that, um, but uh, so in the time I was doing the merchant services, I had again I had piled a little bit of weight back on. If we had commercials on this podcast, there would be one now because my computer died and we had to start again. So let's return to Stephen Jayens. Welcome back to the podcast with uh, Stephen Jay and we had a slight technical hitch. So we left it at me finding out what led to Stephen's moment on stage. Stephen, what was the build up to that? Oh my God, I'm having a heart attack. Yeah, you know what? It was just, I was, as a lot of business owners, I was juggling too many plates, not looking after self-care, not looking after myself, not listening to the signs. And it was, I remember getting on stage and I'd have problem fastening my shirt before going on stage and thinking, God, these, are the, these are these shirts they're making the shirts smaller. And I'm I'm a creature of habit, you know, and I and I go at the same, I buy my shirts from the same place every all the time. And I'm thinking, no, it's not the shirts that are, are smaller, it's me, it's getting bigger. You know, and you were kind of kidding yourself a little bit. And so you know you just I wasn't listening to myself and looking after myself. So it was a very rude awakening. Aye, quite scary. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and and I'm a bit of a joker on stage and I get away with quite a lot. And when you're standing looking out to the room, uh, 450 in front of you, and literally my head's spinning and I'm looking and going, uh-oh. And it's at that moment I know I'm in trouble. Mm. Um, but also in my head, I'm thinking, if I keel over here, there'll be certainly a few tables in the room that will go, yeah, yeah, okay, very good. He's doing it for a laugh. Oh. you know and I'm like no honestly I'm not 
Uh, and I remember looking left and right behind me and we're on an elevated stage and I'm, I'm looking actually for somewhere to go if I do go. Right. And I'm guzzling water and, you know, um, yeah, just not in a great place. That's scary. So you, you've turned your life and your health around. What? And this is a really, this is one of the reasons I wanted to interview you, Stephen, because that link between that mental and physical health and being successful in business, I think, is often missed. So what would you comment on about that? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. And it's it's great in hindsight. And I'm very fortunate. I am very grateful. I've got I've got hindsight. I can look back and go because, you know, people were telling me at the time, you need to look after yourself. And you're going like, yeah, yeah, I know I'm fine, but I'm busy. And you're, you're on that churn of, I need to be busy. And, and my parents were self-employed and I've been self-employed for over 20 odd years. And, and it's now that I'm like, I've kind of taken the foot right off the pedal. But I'm busier than ever, but I've got that work-life balance now that I have been searching for. And, you know, I, I, I walked 32,000 steps yesterday, played two rounds of golf. Wow. Uh, and I'm up this morning, fresh as a daisy, feeling great, you know, looking forward to my working week. Uh, and it's just getting to that point where you go, do you know what, to do it properly, you need to just take a chill and just you know, be in the moment and, you know, there's too many people chase, chase it uh, and then they don't know where they're going, but they think they need to be doing something more than they do. But, you know, it's not. It's um, so that for me has been been really interesting. And I kind of look back and smile and go, oh, I've been lucky that I'm able to, you know, and if I can encourage a few people just to make that difference and, you know, then that's my job done, really. Yeah. And it's that. It's that chasing, and we've all been there. I know I have definitely. It's that chasing and chasing. The minute you stop chasing, whether it's money, success, business growth, whatever, it actually comes to you. <laughs> and 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 you talk to people about this, and they go, "Don't be stupid. That's just woo woo claptrap." But it's absolutely true. And you you mentioned two things there. One is kind of you know where you're heading, and I think. I'm a great believer in setting that course. And once you've set it, you can't help but get there. And then enjoying whilst you're getting there rather than this constant chasing. Absolutely. You couldn't have summed up any better. And it's it's that it's that moment where you know that you've got to do something different. And I, I remember in the in, in lockdown when I after my my second scare with the gallbladder situation and I remember sitting in a little clearing and a, a lovely bit of woods just not far from me. And I sat there and the sun was shining and I thought, you know what, I've got ch a chance now to really go in the direction that I my gut feeling is telling me to go. And that's not woo-woo, that's not, you know, la-di-da, mm -hmm. that's just... And I had a little notebook with me and I thought, you know what, And but I'm looking at a blank page and I thought, you know what, you, the, the world is your oyster. What you Stop feeling sorry for yourself, take responsibility. I've got more opportunity with, you know, whatever people do, you know, but there's more opportunity than ever now. The world's a smaller place. And and a number of people have actually commented to me. They've said, oh, there's a difference in you. I see, see you're very, um, can see you're very focused, but you're more chilled and more relaxed than you've ever been. And it's not having that little inner confidence. And there's no arrogance there because I'm very grateful and very humble with, 
what I've got and what I'm able to offer people. But you know what? Some people will be interested. Some people will listen. But also, some people, the time is not right for them to listen. And that's that's also fine. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's. I call it letting go of the outcome. Yeah. Letting go of the outcome and just it'll flow and it'll be great. And you're quite right. And I want to direct people to you. So if somebody's feeling... I want to direct them from the health perspective because I think this is really, really important. Yeah. I don't do health stuff like you do, but what what are the indications that people need to really take action and, and come and talk to you and get some help? Well, the first thing I would say is don't wait until it until you have that scare. Yeah. Um, for me, it's more it's more important about prevention. It's more important a little bit of self-care and we if we've got a really nice car or any sort of vehicle we make sure that car's fueled properly and it's the oil's changed the, the body's no different and the body's actually more important than a vehicle because you can replace a vehicle at any time so um i would say look have a conversation with me what i don't do is i don't fill your head full of nonsense and we've got very simple and easy to follow programs um we all, I always advocate that you should be doing a little bit of exercise. That for me is walking on a golf course, ideally. Um, um, you know, looking at what you're eating and also taking supplementation. So those three things are, are crucial. But it's and it's just little subtle little changes that you make. And I always take somebody through a questionnaire just to see where you are health wise. And I always recommend that you do a minimum of ninety days. Now we give everyone a ninety day money back guarantee. Oh wow particularly proud I've never had a single customer has come back to me after 90 days and gone do you know what this doesn't work wow, uh, wow. and yeah and that for me is and I, I'm really strong with it you know if, if somebody said to me I oh, just give me a month's supply I want to I want to pay you now sorry you're not getting it right because for me it's more important to get you on the right path where subtle little changes will then lead to permanent changes where then you are in control you are then taking responsibility for what you do um my reorder rate is ridiculous mm. absolutely and you and the thing is what i love is i never have to chase anyone to, to, to reorder you know it's all inbound so that's why i'm quite relaxed and that i just yeah. let, i trust the process because if it can work for me it'll work for anyone you know and i'm out pounding this pound in the streets and I'll, I'll do my 10,000 today. It's pouring rain at the moment. And I'm like, I'm going to have two slots where I'll get it in between calls on a, on a Monday evening, which is busy, but it's just routine for me now. But I feel mentally and physically in the best shape I've ever been, you know, and that gives me that edge in business. And we're all looking for that little edge in business with that, that golden 10% that I, I talk about. Um, and it's not a miracle cure by goodness, by any short imagination, but if you fuel yourself with the best supplementation, the best foods available, you know, and look after yourself, you're giving yourself a chance. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay, if your business was a person, how would you describe its personality, Stephen? Oh, great question. Wow, you got me there. If my business was a person, uh, honest, a a, a huge degree of authenticity but a, a huge zest for life um too many people go to the grave with the song still in them and by god i'll sing my heart out because you know what we make a difference with people and i just love 
I love what I do and I never feel I'm working. Oh, I love that. That is fantastic. Is there anything that keeps you up at night that worries you? Honestly, my golf swing. <laughs> <laughs> true right. story, true story. I played yesterday morning, I think I'd never swung a golf club in my life. Right. And I was like, oh, just beautiful day, it's stunning. There was dolphins jumping out of the water at Stenhaven off the 14th. We've never seen that before. You always see them, but they were actually breached. And I'm going, this is stunning. This is beautiful. My golf swing was to pot. So I kid you not, I went back up at six o'clock. Two of my other buddies went out. And all of a sudden, my golf swing appeared back. And I was like, the world is a better place again. I'm happy. Wow. So that's the only thing that, you know, I know. But other than that, you know what? I'm incredibly lucky that I've had a couple of scares. I've been able to do something about it. Very grateful, very humble with what I do. Um, and if I can influence anyone else or help anyone else just to make a little difference, do you know what? I've made made a difference and that for me is enough. Brilliant. That's a great place to leave it. Thank you so much, Stephen. I'll put the contact details on the podcast and people will be able to contact you via that. Thank you. Uh, Rebecca, I really do appreciate your time. Thank you very much for uh, listening to my insight to my world. So appreciate it. Thank you for listening to our Entrepreneurial Journey podcast. You can find us at tricrest.com and you can find Feel My Business there too. Answer the 12 questions in less than 60 seconds and find out exactly what's happening in your business. And then even better, learn how to fix it. Did you know you can access our Tricrest partners through Feel My Business too? Just upgrade your subscription and you can get access to them in a group coaching session once a month or even one-to-one. Enjoy.